And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Matt, formerly known as Minerva. I just feel so stuck. I'm trying to not be a What is up, my man? Hey, how you doing, Servin? Doing good. That is that is a jam, my friend. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the by far the best uh, vocal I've ever recorded in my life so far, and I'm very, very proud of that one. Yeah, um, one of those, like, uh, I was listening to your stuff, and then I got to that, and I was like, ooh, he sings too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the I'm, I'm finally starting to roll out like the next wave of projects, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping to be doing a lot more singing. Like uh, I started out as like a alternative hip hop kind of guy, and uh, I'm a drummer, so rap, rapping very much came easily because you know rhythm and all. But yeah, it's been it's been cool like exploring a lot more, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely the next wave of stuff there will be a lot more singing on. Nice. Uh, that was stuck and. Uh... That was your last single that you put out, correct? Yeah, I put that out back in uh, April, and it's been having a good life on it so far. Definitely a lot of lot of doors been opening because of it, which has been really cool. But more importantly, what just dropped is uh, because of as of the time that we are releasing this, Quarter Life Crisis is out. Uh, it, it feels literally so good. We are uh, as with us recording this. I got a few more days left. I've been waiting for this song to come out for like a year, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> really yeah no um this was the uh uh th this was the first song that i actually uh worked uh worked on with my uh, main producer now uh his name's uh andrew gomez and yeah so this one was uh definitely the the start to a wonderful partnership and uh definitely really set the tone for like the new direction i wanted to take minerva in so yeah i've been waiting forever for people to finally hear this one and it feels really nice dude it is a really good song i like it Thank you so much, man. And uh, like the thing is, you have a big honor being on this show right now. Because I, generally speaking, am not a fan of rap. Oh, okay. You're the first rapper. Like I've had rap, I've had people hit me up and email me and like, hey, you know, uh, I'm a rapper. I've got this, this, this. And, I look them up and I'm just not interested, you know? Um, I don't know if it's that they're not great or if it's just not my cup of tea, but uh, I got an email about you and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You know, man, like seriously, that's like the highest praise I can get, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm honored to be in that position in that case. But uh, for real, man, it's uh I mean, you know, I don't hate rap that much. It's just uh, there's a lot of it's almost like podcasting in a way. There's a lot of people out there doing it. Well, especially because it's uh, like, you know, doesn't have uh, pitch in its purest form. Right. Anyone can definitely like, you know, get into the art form. And it's really cool because it is so accessible. But at the same time, especially like, you know, with SoundCloud and everything else, like it, 
everyone and their mother, like, you know, has a song out at this point. And it's like trying to weed through all that can be like, you know, exhausting after a while. So I totally understand that. But so quarter life crisis, uh, you are, are you 25? I'm about to be in October actually. So it's like right around the corner for me. You lied. I'm kidding. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I always say. Uh, I wouldn't have a job here if uh, I did that, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, no. Uh, I've started feeling the the quarter life crisis like vibes around the time I like around like a time I got out of college and hit around like twenty three and stuff because it's like you know uh, the world ending with the pandemic didn't help at all because like you know any momentum that everyone have had immediately was just gone and yeah it was just like I feel like the world just kind of has this expectation like you have to like have everything together by the time you hit 25 and yeah i remember like it's like when i was like 16 i'd be like oh yeah i'll totally like have kids like a stable job like you know i'll have made it by then yeah easily and now it's like oh my god i was so wrong and i had no idea so yeah definitely just want wrote, wrote the song and kind of talk about that and it's like i don't know i love music it will always be it'll, it's what i do it's why i will always continue to pursue but god damn it's really hard to stay on the horse sometimes because it's like i am not okay sometimes so this song definitely helps with that anxiety yeah i feel that 100 percent um you know like last year uh it dawned on me you know let let's set aside uh the covid stuff and the quarantine uh i ended up for a little bit last year being homeless and uh right and I'm back on the up and up now, but I was like, wow, you know, I was 25 and, uh, I was like, I thought I'd have it all out. All my friends are married with kids now. And I was like living in a shed in the woods <laughs> behind my parents. Well, dude, I'm, so, I'm so glad that you're growing up now. That's awesome. Dude. It's just a, it's just a part of my story, man. It's, yeah. uh, everything that I've gone through has made me what I am today. And you can't hate on that, you know? And I think we're really defined by like how we pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? So that's really, that's really cool that, you know, you were able to like, you know, get to that point and then obviously you're here doing this. (laughs) Right. And even while I was, I never stopped podcasting. Yeah. I, I would find a way if I couldn't, if I didn't have a friend that would let me stay with them, I'd at least have a friend that would let me set up the computer. <laughs> yeah. And you really start to see like, you know, who's actually there for you. Like, you know, when everything like, you know, shit hits the fan and all. So, I mean, twenty mm-hmm. is a very eye-opening year for everybody. Oh yeah. I don't know anyone like, and it made so many people so much better. Like everybody that I've talked to on this uh, show recently are people that worked their ass off during quarantine. I mean, it was, it's so cool. Cause like from the artist perspective, you're always like, Oh my God, if I had more time, like, you know, I do this, I do this, I do this. And then, Oh my God, we finally had that time. Like uh, I, in addition to working on Minerva, I also, uh, uh, I have a, uh, one foot in the theater world as well. And I literally like wrote a whole musical like over quarantine. Cause like, you know, I was able to, <laughs> I was going to ask that. Uh, I think, what was it? Uh, was it Geek that you talk about writing a musical? 
<laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, that was a that, that's a very meta line. Uh, basically, um, I wrote uh, I wrote Geek. Oh God, that would have been like 2019. Uh, Geek was my first single that I put out. Uh, I put out like February of 2020. I had no idea the world was about to end. Like you know, great timing. But um, yeah, earlier that year, I had uh, gone viral off writing a 21 Pilots. Uh, jukebox musical at the time and uh very long story short i heard their album blurry face and was like this would be so cool if someone like turned this like you know wrote a story around these songs because like i just found them so inspiring i was like someone should do that i'm gonna do that i had no experience doing any of that before but uh yeah i'd i'd, I'd followed that trail to the end it took me like four years to like finally get it right but uh yeah so in geek i I'm referencing the fact that I wrote a musical and then got a cease and desist letter for it. Awesome. Because <laughs> you gotta you gotta celebrate your failures and your successes. Yeah. Uh but I thought that was cool when you said that because it was like, hey, I feel that because I had a buddy of mine, we used to we spent like three years writing a musical and then we finally stopped over a uh disagreement and how the ending should be oh okay he'll still call me up like to this day like look man we gotta kill him i'm like no we're not killing him <laughs> you know at least like it's strong choices like if you're gonna do something you gotta like you know go 100 this way 100 that way mm-hmm. but, but uh, uh yeah i i honestly what was it about i'm so curious now <laughs> it was uh let's see here uh um how do i best describe it we we were watching sweeney todd one night Ooh, classic and we decided let's write a musical and he started like a week later he was playing around on the piano in front of me and i was just thinking in my head about some lyrics and I came up to him and I came up with this whole story based around one song. And cool. then we fleshed it out into, we got a bunch of songs written that we've never recorded, but uh, we've got, uh, he's got all the musical notations and stuff. And I've got all the lyrics together. We can write a musical separate. It is nothing, but it was about a, uh, guy in like the 1800s with multiple personality disorder oh okay and uh he was writing a play and the uh multiple or the other personality is you know kind of willing to do anything to get the play off the ground and then the other one or the regular personality just wants to find love <laughs> Okay, okay. It was just something we came up with in high school. It's really, it's hard to, um, I mean, and we kept going for a few years until like two years ago, but it's really lame sounding when you describe it. But if you listen, if like we had a couple of the songs recorded, it's so badass. It, it starts out like a nice little, you think it's going to be like a, joyful thing and then right before intermission it turns into just a gore fest oh okay well it's kind of like a you know a hamilton it's like if someone pitched me that i'd be like that's like the worst idea ever what are you talking about and then obviously it turned into what it is so it's all about the execution man 
right but uh so yours so your musical was literally a uh 21 pilots that you got a cease and desist from yes uh, that was the the old project uh but then quarantine happened and i actually uh was able to uh, write, uh, write a completely new one, which was really really cool. It, I my with the Twenty One Pilot show, that one was very much a uh, it was kind of a dive into mental health, and uh, it had this character uh, named Blurryface based around the Twenty One Pilots mythology, and basically that was like the personification of like your you know your fears and your doubts, basically. And so yeah, that show was kind of delve into that and this one it's called uh what's written and it's a uh, it's going to be a rock and hip-hop musical and it's uh yeah basically it's about the songwriter named uh, dylan he's 23 years old kind of going through his own quarter-life crisis and it's about uh dealing with survivor's guilt and grief and how to learn how to move on from tragedy and kind of basically it's how through this uh characters uh starting a new relationship and through uh, doing mock therapy with like a friend of his because he can't actually pay for one. Uh, it's how he learns how to love himself and move on from tragedy. Nice. And then yes, to the soundtrack of rock and hip hop. <laughs> love it. I love and, it. Uh, it. It's going around nicely. I, I actually just brought a script writer in because I don't ever want to write a book again after writing that <laughs> 21 pilot show. Oh my God. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, we're just, I'm waiting for her to finish up the script, but most of the music's done. We got like 18 songs and it's exciting. Uh, he does that. I'm very in Minerva land right now. And you know, it's really fun having those two different avenues for like, you know, creativity because if one's not working, the other one tends to, and it's really, you know, I wake up every day just trying to lay a brick on the wall. That is the creative career. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's great to have multiple projects to work on because sometimes you'll, uh, especially as a songwriter, I'm sure you'll come up with a song. You're like, man, this is awesome, but it's not Minerva. What do I do with it? Uh, literally all the time. It's actually, it's really funny. Um, not this, so I'm about to put out an EP this fall, uh, we, which we will get to, but, um, my, uh, not, not those songs, but the songs after it, a lot of them are actually outtakes from songs I've cut from my musical. So it's, it, it's funny. Cause like, they do, especially because I am a rock, rock and hip hop artist. Like they do intersect, actually, but like it's a, uh, it, it's very much a Venn diagram. Like some songs, like this is so that direction, or this is so that direction. But then the, there's a sweet spot where I'm like, oh, this is fun. I like where this is going. And it's, it's weird. I've been talking to some artists recently that uh, just release whatever the hell they want to. They're not really sticking to a genre, but uh, it seems that you at least have a a direction you're going in. Yeah, it's been really fun developing Minerva over the last few years because I first uh, thought of the name and what I wanted to sound like as an artist. Oh God, that would have been beginning of 2018, probably. So it took me like two years to really, like you know, get all the recordings done and really you know, like find the sound and the logo and everything that I really wanted. Because I was also writing musical at the same time. I don't sleep. Uh, but yeah, essentially, the uh, when I finally launched everything, it was as an alternative hip-hop artist. The idea was, like, what if someone took, like, shoegaze, like, Deftone-style, like, instrumental stuff, but, like, put it with, like, trap drums and hip-hop? You know what I mean? And uh, I, uh, I released, like, five singles in 2020 with that sound in mind. And I absolutely loved it, but, like, 
I'm really a rock guy at heart. Like I didn't like fall in love with rap until college, honestly. Like I never had even rapped until like, you know, 2015 probably. And so like, I really wanted to like bring back like, you know, that rock influence and like Linkin Park will always be my favorite band, for example. And like, you know, all that style stuff. And I was like, you know, I think that there's room for that in this new music scene, especially with like, you know, pop punk coming back and like, you know, after COVID happened, everyone has a, so much angst that they need to get out, for example. And I would love to give a voice to that because I <laughs> definitely feel it every day. My God. But yeah, but basically it's it's been cool because like I feel like this next wave of music that I'm about to put out, it's it feels even more me than anything I've done before. And it's really exciting. That is exciting. And it's exciting that you're excited about it instead yeah. of incredibly nervous about it. <laughs> Oh, it depends on the day. Like last week, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, what if this release fails? What is going to happen? This defines my entire life. And it's like, no, calm down. You're going to be okay. Put the song out, take it one step at a time. So, you know, uh, once once it comes out, we'll see how that response goes. But uh, just with the initial push, people seem to be liking it so far. So that's all I can, all I can really ask for. Yeah. Especially I mean, seeing, uh... live, like seeing how it bumps live, like, a lot of stank faces have been happening so far, and that is what we want. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing is you haven't been able to really perform live much, have you? I, I've done one. So with launching my career in February of 2020, I was like, all right, cool. Let's start booking shows. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. The world ended. There's no more live music. Okay. So, um, yeah, I... I played my first official show uh, back in April, uh, I'm sorry, back in May, uh, which was a very high quality live stream with this company called Tuned In Live. They're incredible. If you're in the Nashville area, hit them up. They are amazing. But uh, yeah, basically the, that was great, but it's still, I haven't done one like in front of like an audience audience, but uh, it was really cool. Like playing all these Minerva songs for the first time and having people be able to react to them live like over social media. And, and yeah, I know when I got to quarter life, people are like, dude, this, this slaps like that drop what are you doing and i was like yeah it's a good one and, and so that's that was very encouraging i was like cool i i made the right decision having this be the first single off this ep uh the ep is called talk too much by the way it's gonna be a six song ep uh coming up uh hopefully this fall nice talk too much i i feel that oh yeah Oh, uh, it's gotten better as I've gotten older a little bit. Like the pandemic helps because, you know, had to be cooped inside forever. But uh, yeah, oh God, uh, there's a reason I rap. It's I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> it's same thing with podcasting here, man. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I got a buddy that calls me every morning or most mornings and because uh, he knows that I don't feel awake unless I've talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it yep. doesn't, my uh, cousin that I live with, I'm sure he's just so tired of me in the mornings because I'm just a morning person. I wake up and I'm ready to talk about my day, talk about everything that's going to go on. Oh, dude, 7 a.m., I'm there with you, man. I see the sun and I'm like, all right, let's start. But sadly, uh, everybody else is, you know, busy uh, still doing stuff at like nine o'clock and I'm. I'm ready, you know, nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to go bed. It's past my bedtime. I'm an old man now. Yeah, I, do. I totally feel that. My, uh, uh, I, I know with my girlfriend, if she's, uh, it, if I'm up at seven, it's like the, hi, how are you doing? It's not the, hi, how are you? Like I normally would do. It's like, I need to tiptoe carefully on this one. I don't want to wake goblin. 
<laughs> yeah, but she's the night owl though. So, you know, we, uh, we adapt, we make it work. Yeah. I'm just some sort of permanently exhausted pigeon. <laughs> now that's an image. I need that on a t-shirt right there. Not the early bird, not the night owl. Just a pigeon. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I literally am seeing your face photoshopped in like a pigeon right now. And this is glorious. <laughs> oh my gosh that's a great but um so quarter life crisis what do you think your midlife crisis is going to be like if you're already going through a quarter life one? Oh god um, i i always jokingly say i will not have a quarter i will not have the complete quarter life crisis until i like dye my hair red that will probably happen at some point in my life. It's going to look horrendous. Like truly the worst thing that has ever happened. But like, I, I'm, I'm just this one, I'm one mental breakdown away from doing it. Like truly it's, that will be the official moment. So a midlife crisis, I would say, oh God, <laughs> that'd probably be, I would probably li live in my car for like, you know, an extended period of time, like just tr trying to go travel around someplace, like travel around the U.S. and go to like national parks or something like that. <laughs> that would be what I'd envision it at this point. You see, that was me with my quarter life crisis. Oh, OK. Uh, but what what uh, shade of red are we talking if you dye your hair red on your quarter life crisis, are we talking like dark red or like a bright, bright uh, red? I, I always joke I'm going to do it Haley Williams red. And if, again, everyone's like, Matt, that's going to look so bad. I'm like, I know. <laughs> that's the point. And I am on brand. <laughs> I'm just, don't do it, man. Don't. Exactly. Don't do it. That, that's the plan. Well, again, I just need to not have that last breakdown. As long as that doesn't happen, we're good. Like uh, it reminds me, my my older brother must have had his quarter life crisis last year because he's kind of a drifter. I don't see him too much, and I ran into him. And last time I saw him, he had his hair real short. He was real buff, looked almost military. And then okay. uh, last time I saw him, he had long maroon hair, skinny as a twig, looked like he was about to lead like. Uh, some opening band for Mayday Parade or something. And dude, scenes coming back, man. Dude, I used to, I used to be emo as crap, dude. I uh, my hair black and green, wore eyeliner. You know, it's funny. I never actually like. I, I always loved the music, but I never took the plunge on the look. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of regret that. I'm like, God damn, like, like. The most embarrassing like types of photos I got are like me thirteen with like coconut head hair. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, man. I want. I, I wish I had that. Sixteen. That was me, man. I was. Uh, I was raised very by very strict, uh, sheltering Christian parents. Ooh, okay. So I didn't get to start dyeing my hair until I moved out at eighteen. And then I started losing my hair immediately after. Oh, damn. Okay. So I had about a year that I could embrace it. <laughs> well, at the, at the same time, it's like, you know, hey, if you start losing it, you, you, you committed. I see. And it's like, you know, that's the way I do it. I actually, I had a personal trainer at the time and I was really, uh, 
insecure about being bald and he was like look man it's time to lose some weight it's time to get ripped Vin Diesel has had his time the rock has had his time it is your time you know that's the most motivating thing that they could ever say well I see it like this like you'll you lost up here but dude you got the you got the beard and the mustache like you know to, to like compete with oh yeah thank you uh I mean I've and the thing is, people are all the time trying to get me to get rid of it. And I'm like, no, I will not look like a neo-Nazi. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you there. It's got to have something. Yeah, I, I typically got a beard too, but I've just, I literally just cut it off like every few weeks just because I'm like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to trim this right now. I don't think I've ever seen a rapper with a beard. I mean, like Drake will definitely have one for a while there. Like, uh, uh, like Jordan Lucas will do. will have one for uh, every once in a while. Uh, I guess so you got a. Uh, I think Action Bronson had one for a while there, like kind of like ZZ Top style. Don't quote me on that one though. I might be thinking someone else. <laughs> but it's like you know, no iconic beards in no. that. No, like ZZ Top beard style. No, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely had a thing. Oh my gosh. But so uh back to the music, man. Uh anything that you want to talk about? I was gonna say, like big big thing for me is uh yeah, my my goal for this uh this next su- uh, rest of the summer and fall is uh try to have a song out every month until uh until talk too much drops. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna have quarter life uh in July. And yeah, I got uh two more singles planned. Uh one of them is the title track, it's about how I talk too much in a song where I talk too much. It's very meta. That's very much how I do things. But, uh, and then the third one is going to be called I'm not you. And it's about, uh, uh, it's about parents and, uh, yeah, definitely very much a, uh, gets very vulnerable and I'm excited to see what people think of that one too. I want to agree with that one. No, what is that? I said, I already feel like I'm going to agree with that one. Yeah. And I've been very lucky. I've had the greatest parents in the world, but like, yeah, especially during COVID, I very much felt like, uh, me, me and my dad in particular, it was like, okay, you're trying to get me in one direction. I'm going in a different direction and it's okay. But it's like, you know, trying to reconcile that and like, you know, see that firsthand is very difficult, especially when you've always been the same wavelength your entire life. Yeah. Like, uh, with my dad, he's very much a man's man kind of guy. And I always wanted to get acting. Oh, okay. And well, you got the voice. So, man. Thank you. Uh, but he, you know, he always wanted me to do some sort of work with my hands. And I was always like, nah, I'm going to get up and be the best damn liar there is. That's all an actor is. It's the best damn liar in the school. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just got to convince him to the point where it's like, wait, that's not who you actually are. I thought you were your, you were your character. And that, that's the best one. You can't like separate the two. Mm hmm. I forget which actor it was, but I saw a meme the other day where it was like, imagine you're just in the grocery store buying groceries and somebody yells cut and it turns out you were him all along. That's how good of an actor he is. It's like the Truman Show kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, like in my in my entertaining narcissism, I always wonder sometimes like, you know, like the, the why are we here kind of thing. It's like, hmm. 
well, if I'm the main character of this story that's going on in my head right now, then what is everybody else? How am I in compared to their lives and vice versa? This is interesting and will keep me up at night until at least 3 a.m. I like this. I'm going to write some songs about it now. It's uh, very much like I think about that kind of stuff all the time, like uh, especially when I used to deliver pizza. Okay, I used to think like, am I an NPC or are these guys the NPCs in the video game? It's like, do I have the pre-programmer responses? Because I think that's my job right now. But then I realized as a pizza delivery man, uh, you actually are the hero of the story. Oh, damn right. You're giving everybody joy. You're uh, out doing side quests for coin, doing delivery quests, venturing the lands. You know, it's very much you're the hero of the story. Sounds like the best Skyrim mod, man. (laughs) Just a whole domino Skyrim mod. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that, that. Developers, get on that, man. We struck gold here. <laughs> you ever seen the one where it's just all the dragons or Macho Man Randy Savage? Of course. That's a classic. So, speaking about nerdy stuff, what do you think is the most nerdy slash geeky thing about you? Oh, God. Geeky thing about me? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm definitely a, uh, definitely a massive anime guy. I, I would have said comic books if it was like 10 years ago, but now that's cool. Like literally, I've been like on that since like day one. And I'm, then the MCU happened and I was like, oh my God, I can have a conversation now with normal people. This is so cool. Because like, everyone's into it, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a massive anime guy. Uh, definitely the, uh, I recently just got into One Piece. I don't know if you know what that is, but just uh, it's like the longest story of all time. It's like been running since like 97 it's got over like a thousand episodes and like a thousand chapters and i'm like i've just scratched the surface i'm like oh this is so bad i can't get into this but this is so well done and this is so good but yeah uh that that, i watched the first seasons as a kid Mm -hmm. and uh on i think toonami yeah so fun fact about that that would be uh the four kids dub uh essentially that uh uh, you remember four kids, like they did like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and all those things. So um, they also licensed One Piece, but they didn't really know what they had. So essentially it's like One Piece is a lot darker than what four kids is able to do. So they just changed like a million things and made it like, tried to make it kid friendly, but it just really didn't work. So it got canceled after a while. But like, yeah, no, if you look at the source material, it's like, oh my God, it's some of the most like emotional storytelling I've ever seen in my life. It's also like, the man will foreshadow things like 300 chapters in advance. So like in real time, that means like he's foreshadowing something like six years before he actually writes it, for example. Wow. It's uh, it's the other day. I live with my cousin and the other day, his kid, uh, three-year-old was trying to say he wanted to watch something on TV and we weren't sure what he was saying, but it sounded like he said one piece. Oh, Okay. was like not this young buddy not this young and i was like well if he starts now he might be caught up by the time he's 18 i was gonna say uh i I hear the story's got like five years left which i'll believe it when i see it of course but uh i'm over here like god this thing i'm born in 96 i'm like this thing's like almost as old as me that's wild it's still just 
exists and the way manga serialized like you got to make a new chapter like every week and maybe every two if he's lucky you know what i mean so it's like imagine doing that for tw- over 20 years and still crazy thinking that dragon ball is older than us yeah yeah i mean that'd be a oh god uh, 84 if i remember correctly yeah 83 or 84 yeah, and then uh, that that went till I know like early '90s if I remember correct. Because Z Z happened. I know Z ended when we it was like '96 if I remember correctly. And then Toonami obviously made it huge. And dude, like between that and like Naruto and like you know all this other stuff, like that was absolutely my childhood, man. But unlike everyone else, I stayed into it because you know it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it it's making a return though. You yeah. know, like like. Uh, everything that we were mocked for liking when we were kids is now coming back. Yeah. No, uh, we finally got a heads up on everybody else. And it's really cool too. Cause like if people want to get to know about it, I'm I like, I don't need, I don't want to gatekeep. I'm like, yes, please. Like, you know, I've been wanting to tell people about this forever. This is great. But um, as far as other geek things though, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I know like that's mainstream nerd, but like I've gotten to the point where it's like, I've, I think I've consumed every piece of Star Wars like TV that there is actually like, I just got to finish the bad batch up. But like after that, that will be, that'll be about it. And it's like, I don't know, just watching, watching what they've done, like with Dave Filoni now about to be at the helm. I think that it's, we're about to go into a new golden age renaissance of Star Wars. Like seeing like what, what the Mandalorian did too. It's like, it's exciting. And I don't know, like, I remember like loving like Knights of the Old Republic when I was like a little kid and like that being my, my intro into the franchise. And it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, how much useless knowledge you can retain when you really care about things. Yeah. It's like, I at nobody in the world gives a single fuck, but I know so much kingdom hearts knowledge. Yes. <laughs> you know, I never actually played them. But I hear they are incredible. Like my roommates obsessed with them. Yeah, it's either Kingdom Hearts is the kind of game you've either played one, played none, or you are obsessed to the point of me and have tattoos of it. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm at my day job. Me right there. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm at, at my day job actually, I had two customers. They were uh, they were a couple, and they were they were like, uh, "Yo, we're going we're going to get some tattoos. Like, you know, can we go through like some of the ideas uh, with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And one of them was getting a uh, shared like Kingdom Hearts key. Like, they came uh, in the next week. Actually, we ended up doing it. I was like, "That was my pick." Yes. I was like, "Well, you guys met because of Kingdom Hearts. Of course, you need to get that. That's awesome." I'm a matchmaker, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But so, uh, stuck has been out for a month. Quarter life crisis, a few days. You've got. You're trying to drop a single a month. Any last things about the music you want to say? Because we are running near out of time. You're so good. Um, honestly, uh, yeah. Talk too much. Uh, the EP will be coming out uh, later this fall. And uh, yeah, that's say uh, you can find me on Instagram at i underscore am underscore Minerva, and Minerva is with no i, so it's M N E R V A. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, my TikTok handle is that as well. And you can find me on YouTube by looking all that up and saying, yes, I did mean to look up Minerva with no I. Thank you. Yes, yeah, exactly. No. That's been the hardest part of this, uh, getting ready for this podcast is 
fighting Google and YouTube and all of that good stuff. No, I want it this way. <laughs> exactly. Like straight up, I'm always just like, you know, probably could have had better planning when I did this, but at the same time, I don't regret it. I, I love, I love my name. I love the logo. I love everything. It's just like, all right, just need to get big enough to the point where the SEO knows it's talking about me. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I mean, I meant to ask, uh, what, what is the uh, deal behind the logo design? Yeah. Um, so essentially, uh, there's, there's this thing called a wisdom knot. Um, so it's a it's a vertical uh, kind of situation. Looks very similar to like a Venn diagram. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, so Minerva is the uh, Roman goddess of wisdom. And uh, yeah, basically, I was like, I want to take the conventional wisdom of rock and hip hop and take it, uh, turn it on its head. And so when when I saw the logo for what a wisdom knot is, I was like, yo. If I literally turn it on its head, that's exactly like what I'm trying to do as an artist. And so, yeah, just uh, very much, it's been a part of every single uh, single design I've done, every single, uh, uh, all the future album arts I'm doing, I'm trying to have it incorporated. And it's very much uh, something I cannot wait to put on t-shirts. Nice. And another thing I meant to ask before we go, is there going to be any physical releases or is it all streaming? Uh, for now, it's definitely going to be all streaming, but uh, I'm definitely approaching a couple of different opportunities right now as far as that goes. Uh, I probably, if I did it, it would probably be like a very limited vinyl release, uh, but at the same time, like, I need to see what's in the budget. There's obviously so much stuff that you got to do as far as like, you know, trying to get promotion going and, and PR and then between, you know, I'm just hoping to blow up on TikTok already because then it's like, all right, cool built-in fans so you know i'm just uh, i post every day on that uh, a different so section from a song for my musical and then uh yeah really try and get quarter life off the ground as we speak i got a couple ideas and you know we'll see if anything breaks gotcha all right well thanks for coming on the show man it's been fun it's been real it's great talking to a geek and you have not let me down as the first rapper on the show and once again, I'm very honored by that, man. Thanks so much, Durbin. Really, this has been a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. And this has been the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and featuring Matt slash Minerva. Feeling the life be trying to drown me. Before I know it, I'ma lose my shit, Robert Downey more than my career Cause I ain't got no money And I'm trying to persevere And I'm not sure if everyone I love and now dear Disappear in the air I keep falling for my fears Getting used to have anxiety Now I live in my head Overthinking slowly Becoming my best friend I'm a 25 to life That's a hell of a sentence When you don't ever get to spoil the end I've hit a quarter life crisis I'm indecisive And got a clue